In a world that's a little simpler comes the tale of Veltima fungicide. Swift, simple, and secure. It's a corn-growing story without all the drama. Unless you add totally epic music, really random sound effects, and a cool announcer guy. Get ready for the blockbuster yields of the summer with Veltima fungicide from BASF. Coming soon to a field near you. Always read and follow label directions. From the Holy Gospel according to John. After Jesus had revealed himself to the disciples and eaten breakfast with them, he said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Simon answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. He then said to Simon Peter a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said, Feed my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was distressed that he had said to him a third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Amen, amen, I say to you. When you were younger, you used to dress yourself and go where you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands, and someone else will dress you, and lead you where you do not want to go. He said this signifying what kind of death he, was, he would glorify God with. And when he had said this, he said to Peter and all of them, Follow me. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to you, Lord Jesus Christ. As if, as a nation, we don't have enough to worry about during the pandemic. The number is fascinating, who, people who have died in our country. It's, it's so awesome that so many people are still ill. The numbers in the metropolitan area, yes, are going down. Some states are opening up little by little. But there's that undercurrent of defiance and ignorance that still permeates any society, not only ours as Americans. The defiance on one level I want to chat about in reference to today's readings is the ability to speak up. Paul was a Roman citizen. That's why he appealed eventually to Caesar for his trial. And you heard what was going on as he went into the courtroom. People were accusing him, but the governor didn't want to get involved with religious stuff. Jesus, who Paul preached, was alive. So, to his advantage, Paul was eventually sent to a Roman tribunal. So we're talking about trials, and we're talking about accusations, and we're talking about freedom of religion, and freedom to express yourselves, ourselves. I, I don't think the freedom to express ourselves as Americans or as people should endanger another person. 
So the freedom to express ourselves should be just that, express ourselves, our opinions, and work toward what the goal is of that expression. And that's what the apostles did. They expressed themselves, they expressed what they believed and in whom they believed, Jesus, and they worked toward that goal. And, and their reward? Death. They all died. All except, we believe, John, the evangelist. They all suffered martyrdom, but they went to their deaths knowing what they believed in and standing up for what they believed in. They didn't cause chaos, they didn't cause riots, they didn't deal with each other unjustly. Although the authorities did deal with them often unjustly, this is a good example today in the case that Paul has in the tribunal saying, I, I don't want to get involved with religion, I don't want to get involved with that kind of stuff with Jesus and, and what he's being accused of. So sometimes injustice reigns. Now I'm not going to judge the incident that led up to the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. What it looked like on video was completely unjust and almost barbaric to kneel on someone's neck until they died. Insanity. And it was being done by a law enforcement person. I'm not judging the law enforcement person for who knows what that, that moment, that second was like. But that was a person on the ground. And I don't care what your chaos, what your personal confusion is all about, you are representing life and defense of life and putting your knee on someone's neck is not that. It's unjust. Forget the fact that the bigger underlying current was that this minority, and I say that in reference to the Christians also, don't forget the Christians were the minority and they were wholesale slaughter because they were the minority. George was a minority, I guess. I don't know the exact numbers of white, brown, and black in, in our country, but he's regarded as a minority in a minority community. And that should give us even more concern as Christians, because we were the minority in our early days. And we didn't rebel, we didn't fight, we didn't curse. We kept our goal going. And that's what we have to do today too, as 21st century Christians. Keep the goal going. Keep the focus on Jesus Christ. Keep the focus on what we're supposed to do as Christians. Love one another, forgive one another, feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty. And in time, we hear that reiterated on a scene on the beach in which Jesus is inviting his apostles to come have breakfast with him. In the course of that, he reminds them, don't forget the Gospels were written in hindsight, so Jesus necessarily isn't being quoted there, but John the Evangelist is telling us what he remembers was the, the fullness of the conversation between Jesus and Peter. He fed them, loved them, and said, do you love me? And Peter said, of course, speaking on all of them, on behalf of them, yes, of course, you know I love you. Again, he asked again, feed my lambs, feed my sheep, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Maybe it reiterated and balanced the scriptures for the three denials of Peter. 
maybe poetically that's why it was asked three times. Maybe it was asked three times because of the number of times the cock crowed before Jesus was denied by Peter. But nevertheless, it leads up to the trial. Jesus says, and not, not Jesus, that the commentary says that the reason he asked this question three times was to indicate the kind of death Peter would use to glorify God. We know he was crucified upside down. He gave his life to glorify God. Eventually he was put on trial, we presume. Eventually he was condemned. Eventually he was crucified. And Jesus wants to remind us that if we're going to follow him, at times we need to be crucified. Things aren't that bad in our society right now as they were for the early Christians, but we need to crucify ourselves to prejudice. We need to crucify ourselves to hate. We need to crucify ourselves to rebellion and destruction. And I speak to all of our brothers and sisters of Minneapolis, and I speak to all of our brothers and sisters as a church. Don't justify yourself. Oh, uh, it was only a black guy. That's not justification. That's a sin. The man who was under the knee of another man indicates us carrying the cross of Jesus. And we can't let that man under, on the floor, just die off and be replaced by another. We're Christians. It's a burden to be speaking on this topic, but it's a necessity. We need to be as people here in our own areas and wherever you are listening to me from, as well as our brothers and sisters in Minneapolis, we need to be peacemakers. We need to be people of justice. We don't need more violence in our society. We have a pandemic. Isn't that violence enough? Maybe the frustration with the pandemic, maybe the, the aggravation and, and the the anger toward the illness bothers all of us. But what we do with that has to be positive, not negative. We have to build and forgive and help and assist and heal. Not tear down, not fight, and not live out our prejudices. And we all have prejudices. Don't, don't think any of us are spared. From the highest person officially to the lowest person we all have prejudices, and that's how we're grown. That's what society has taught us, and we as Christians are contradictions to society. We must be followers of Jesus, who really gave his life so we could love one another as an example. And what's the main thing he did right before he died? He washed the feet of his disciples, and so you must do, he tells us. That does not mean hurt, kill, pillage, it means wash the feet of each other, forgive, love, feed, take care of each other. We are called to be instruments of peace, as Francis calls us. And in our gospel today, we have Jesus aware of the reality of pain, aware of the reality of betrayal, and nevertheless tells all of us, feed my sheep. That's not Peter. That's not the apostles. That's you and me. Feed his sheep.
whether you are of his flock or not, we as Christians are invited to and mandated to feed his sheep. We will continue Mass, and this Sunday, Pentecost Sunday, the 31st, we will celebrate Mass at 10 a.m. here, 10 a.m. live Mass, and then at noon I will be celebrating Mass, concelebrating at St. John Nepomucene with Father Baker, the pastor, and I will preach at the Pentecost Mass of St. John's. So you'll hear, <laughs> you'll be happy to hear me twice, not really, but you, you can come here with us and pray together, or we'll be in church. Uh, I don't know the number of people that will be in church, I, I think it's still rather restricted, but um, it'll be online as well, okay? St. John Nepomucene, and that's sponsored by Lux LUX TV. So we'll see you on Pentecost Sunday, the birthday of the church. And I made a new painting for that day, as, as you've seen right along. We've been making paintings associated with the scriptures and what we're going through as a society. Again, we pray for the pandemic end. We pray for those healthcare providers and all those who are helping. We pray for all those who suffer. We pray for the families of those who have died. And we pray for our sisters and brothers in Minneapolis. Wish them peace. Send them peace. Don't judge. You don't know what you would have done in their place. Hopefully you would have done better. You would have loved more. And we would have all been an example of Christ's faith in us. He has faith in you. Spread the peace without prejudice. The Lord be with you. May his peace and blessings stay with all of us. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And close with the blessing of the Sample and the relic of the tomb of Jesus in Jerusalem. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. T-Mobile is your new choice in coverage and value. And we've got an exclusive offer for your town. Introducing the hometown discount. Switch to T-Mobile and you get 25% off qualifying new lines for life. That's 25% off unlimited talk, text, and data for the life of your plan. Head to T-Mobile and save big today. At participating stores for a limited time, visit T-Mobile.com slash hometown discount. Discount stops if you cancel lines. Heavy data users and customers on lower prioritized plans may notice lower speeds during congestion due to data prioritization. Video typically streams at 40p.